two one with a bitch. Welcome, welcome back to Spark That Talk. It's your boy Jones. And your boy Dini, aka J Lata. That's right. Spark That Talk Podcast, where we sparking convos about shit. That matters. Yeah, yeah. That's right. You heard me right. So turn up the volume on your headphones hey. and let's get it cracking. It's time to spark that talk, baby. Yes, sir. Yeah. get this cracking so okay uh despite the pandemic you know we're facing together uh we know one thing for sure and that the nfl draft will continue to press on this week with no delays and so in the light of the nfl draft we kind of dedicated this podcast uh this week to uh a very special guest and this special guest uh is brandon manumaliuna aka big smooth AKA Cookie. <laughs> Welcome you know, to Spark That Talk, names, brother. But, but you know these, <laughs> you know these, uh, you know, in the community and where we stay at, we know them simply as just B. So, B, we welcome you to the show, man. Welcome to uh, Spark That Talk podcast. You know, with me, Jay Latte, and of course, with uh, the one who actually started this from the ground up, Mr. Jones, man. Oh, thank you for having me. Good meeting, or good talking to you guys. How's everybody doing? Doing good, brother. Welcome to Spark That Talk Podcast, brother. Nice to meet you. Oh, same here. Same here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so like I said earlier, you know, uh, because this is dedicated to the draft, we just wanted to talk to you, and we're grateful for, you know, for you and for accepting our call and actually being on this this show. So we know that you were drafted in the fourth round, you know, 2001 NFL draft to a team formerly known as the St. Louis, now the Los Angeles Rams. Yep. You also had stints with the San Diego Chargers, now the L.A. Chargers, I know. and the Chicago <laughs> Bears to cap off a wonderful nine to ten year NFL career. So just talking about that, man, you know, I want to dive right into this draft thing, man. Like, how how, how did you feel, bro? Um, I guess the week preparing the, uh, up to the draft and then actually draft day. And when you finally got uh, the call, where were you? Like, if you were shocked or whatnot. Well, so uh, the draft was Saturday morning. The first back then it was the first three rounds. So I uh, I was at home with my, my family and everything. I didn't get drafted in the first three rounds. So next day being Sunday, uh, everybody went to church or wherever they were gonna be, and I stayed home because uh, you know back then we had the you got called the house home. Mm-hmm. So I, I I stayed home waiting for the phone call and then. Uh, about maybe an hour after everybody left, I got a call from uh, Mike Martz, and they drafted me. Nice. So it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a great feeling. Uh, you know, a lot of nervous energy, but uh, it all worked out. Awesome. So how That's does that? So how did that work out? Like once you got drafted, like they sent for you to come fly right out, or what? What happened next? Yeah. So like I got drafted on a Sunday. That following uh, Thursday, I flew out there. Awesome. I was, I was in St. I was in St. Louis doing. Uh, they had back then it was mini camp, and then you had uh, OTAs, and you had off-season workouts. So once I got drafted, I, I flew out there that next week, and then uh, that was it. 
Did you oh, know in the back of your mind you were going to get drafted? Or did you think you were going to go undrafted? I mean, you had to stay by the phone for some reason. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, you have an idea that you were going to get drafted. Yeah, I had a – I mean, projections were telling me, you know, it could be second round, third round. I mean, it was kind of all over the place. Uh, a couple people had me high. Some people had me a little lower. I mean, it just depended on what you, you, the team needed. And, uh, you know, I kind of felt I was going to go, like, maybe fourth, fifth rounds around there, and then kind of played out like I thought it would. Um, nice. But, yeah, I was, I was fortunate enough to have that happen, so I was, I was glad. Where those where those nicknames come from? Big Cookie or Big Smooth oh. Big Cookie, bro. <laughs> So we uh, when I was on the Chargers, funny story. Uh-huh. it was fun. It is, yeah. So first of all, you know, everybody used to, I was always considered a big tight end. So, you know, everybody used to laugh about me, like, you know, stop eating, you're eating too much, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it was always a little joke. Um, so when we, I was in San Diego, we had the 21 personnel. It was two, two running backs, uh, tight end, two receivers. Well, it was certain plays that they would want me in instead of Gates. Mm. And, uh, <laughs> So it was certain, you know, so it was 21 personnel, but they were like, well, how do we know which 21 you want? And they was like, well, 21 cookie. Because it was like, he always eating cookies. <laughs> so, <and that's> how, <laughs> so 21 cookie was me, and 21, just regular 21 was Gates. So well, that's pretty that's dope how, for you to even be playing. Everybody always called me uh, cookie. Yeah. So that's how I got the name cookie off well, that. Off that uh, personnel. <laughs> Dope, speaking of the Chargers, I am a diehard Chargers fan. I've been rocking with them since San Diego. Now they are okay. here in L.A. Because um, last week on our pod, we had my boy Mike Willie. He was drafted okay. to the Chargers, I believe, back in 2012. He played there for two years. Yeah. Um, yep. yeah, so ever since then, I've been following the Chargers. And now that they're here in L.A., it's pretty dope. And that we all know that uh, Phillip Rivers just um, left after a 16-year career here with us. Um, yeah. So, with this draft coming up, you know, they got a few people in their crosshairs like Tua and Justin Herbert. But right yeah. now we do have Ty- Tyrell Taylor. Now, do you feel like yep. we should stick with what we have since he has been there playing <clears throat> under Rivers, or do you think it would be a, a better better choice to go with some something fresh and new? Um, As a as – a, Football player, I, I think, um, you know, Tyrod's earned the, the right to, to possibly lead a team. Right. He's done it before in uh, Buffalo, and he had opportunity in, in Baltimore. <clears throat> but as a, if I'm just evaluating as a, a analyst, whatever you want to call it, um, I mean, if you're trying to really make a splash with the fan base and going into a new stadium, I think they kind of have to make a, a move at the quarterback position just to to kind of make the face of the franchise. To bring a little spice to the city, huh? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes <laughs> people realize, like, everything's not always based on perform, like on your performance on the field. Like, mm. if we feel this quarterback can sell more seats, we might kind of lean towards him. Because in the end of the day, you know, the owners, that's what they want to do is make money. I don't think not necessarily the wins and losses is what makes them uh, – makes them tick it's the plus and minuses you know so i mean especially with our run over here at the home depot center the last the first couple of seasons have been hectic like this yeah, been a small stadium exactly. and haven't really been the fans not really showing up yeah, yeah exactly it's a little it's a little you, it's a downer but i'm like i don't know why san diegoans don't come down here i used to drive down there quite often to the games but i understand it was heartbroken yeah, I, but 
still. They, they feel betrayed. They feel betrayed. And, I mean, I, I can't blame them. I mean, they San Diego was a great city. I feel they, they supported the team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get both sides of, of what they did, but in the end, you always want to stay loyal to your fan base. I think, uh, I think well, you know, everything with time, you know, they'll, they'll start to be like, okay, let's support our team again. But, you know, when things happen, it's kind of fresh in your mind. It's still like right. that little – that little anger towards the opposition. True that, true that. Now, nice. you, hey, B, so go, be, ahead, oh, go, go ahead, Joe. No, go ahead, Jay. So so before before your your, your beautiful career in the NFL, uh, you did attend the one and only Narbar High School, the Bond. Yes, the Mecca. You know, the Mecca. <laughs> you know, the best school out here in the South Bay. Yes. I'm just going to put yes. it out there like that. You were uh, you were an all-state player over there, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah D-line, D-line. That's what I wanted to get to. So you you attended, then you got a scholarly out to University of Arizona. They're down in Arizona, baby. U of A. Yep. But you went as a D lineman, correct? Um, I went. Well, they told me I was I could choose. You know what I'm saying? Like they always tell you that, like, oh, you can come play whatever you want. So then I get on campus the first day of summer summer practice, and I I look up and like, oh, I have number ninety. I said, I guess I'm not playing tight end. <laughs> so I what said, happened? I guess so like you just started running routes one day after practice or whatnot. Started making no, I, I, I was playing I was playing D line um, all the way until mid year, and one of the tight ends, the backup tight end, got hurt, and they didn't only have one tight end for the whole game, and they're like, we don't have no other tight end. So I end up going to tight end just as a back of world to, to, you know, for, for numbers. And then we ran a lot of two tight end stuff. So I, I played a little bit just blocking and stuff. So I was actually playing D line and tight end my freshman year. I played both ways. Nice. Dope. Yeah. So it was actually, it was a good experience. Uh, but that following spring, the guy, my coach was like, look, you can, you've earned, I basically kind of said I earned the right to choose. and I, I chose tight end. And I don't know if that was the best decision, but you know, back then I wanted to catch the touchdowns and be on TV and all that. So, <laughs> I mean, uh, ten-year career. I think that was a great decision. I'll tell you that, <laughs> from my point of view. But I mean, even before that, Pops played in the NFL as well, correct? Correct. So Pops was a uh, was a linebacker for the Chiefs. If, if yeah, he played a uh, middle middle linebacker, and um, he played some running back in junior college, and then middle linebacker um, after that. Nice. So growing up and going to school, were you were you treated differently because Pops was in the league? Did everybody look at you um, like, hey, you an autograph or something, you know? No, no, nah, because nah. the thing about it is, I mean, I kind of grew up, and when I grew up in Carson, majority of my life, mm-hmm. and, you know, my dad was from the same area. So it was more of a, like, a, you know, oh, that's Big Frankson, you know, as opposed to people. They weren't really in awe, basically. They already knew who he was. And, you know, mm. I was just, just kind of his kid. So everybody just knew me as Brick Frank's son. Well, there's another kid. There's another kid that had played for BYU named Ethan. Is he related yeah. to you? Yeah, that's, that's my first cousin. Oh, okay, nice. So that's my – his dad uh, His dad and my dad are brothers. Oh, dope. Yeah. So, so we. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually trying to get Ethan on this call afterwards. Okay. So, yeah, okay. Uh, so me, and, me and Ethan grew up together. And, okay. Uh, yeah. So you know, and you basically got baptized the same day. So, so you guys got a cool, super man. football yeah. family. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we tried. 
You ain't got to be way. humble about it. Yeah, y'all ain't trying. Y'all already doing <laughs> family, it, man. My family good at tennis. I tell you that. We just never been a pro. You know, but, no. <laughs> so, at, at, you know, recently, I think it was a couple of years now, you uh you received an award, the Ring of Honor for football. That's yeah. the U of A, correct? And yeah. that's... Yeah. uh. That's basically. There's a lot of things that have, you have to accomplish in order to get that, correct? Yeah, they um when I, cause I kind of was asking like, how do they just just choose? I was just curious, and they kind of had like a little breakdown of some of the things on the checklist that you had to have done to be part of it. And I guess I I did enough to do it to be be a part of the, uh, the Ring of Fame. So I was I was appreciative of it, appreciative of it. You know. So. Nice, nice. Man, the question I want to get to, to be honest, is. How was LT, man? I mean, we know LT on the field as, like, the man, the, yeah. the one who runs the rock. You know what I mean? But, like, in the oh, locker yeah. room, was he was he goofy? Was he funny? Or was he serious? Like, was he nah, always having like, cookie, you got to, <laughs> hey, hey, get that chip block so I can run 100 yards this game or something. Oh, oh no. Nah, he, he wasn't like that at all. He's quiet, never, you know, you got you got two types of players. Like, you got the kind of kind of to get after the other, their teammates, to yell at them, you know, in a – it's a positive thing, but they just kind of raised their voice to them. LT wasn't—he wasn't like that. He was just quiet. You know, he was kind of like, "You coming to huddle? Like, come on, guys, let's do this." You know, that type of thing. So he was always real humble. Uh, you know, real funny guy. He's not a loud guy at all. He's quiet to himself. You know, who, came to who work. was the funniest player you uh, you you uh, you encountered or played with uh, that we might not know as an audience? Uh, you know what? I don't, you know who was pretty funny? Like, Kasim Osgood, I thought he was a pretty funny dude. Uh, Stephen Cooper, I played with in San Diego. He was pretty hilarious. Um, Dre Bly in St. Louis, he's a pretty funny guy. Um, but, you know, a guy who's funny, and I didn't even realize it while I was a teammate, was, uh, I don't know if you know Anthony Adams. He, I think he goes by Spice Adams now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spot, uh, that's funny. Yeah, I was so just saw, I just watched life. one of his videos. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, so we were on the Bears together, and you nice. know I used to talk to him about practice and stuff, but I didn't. I never really was funny. I just kind of like, hey, what's up, you know? Because I was the new guy to the team, and so I didn't really, you know, I just kind of quiet to myself as well. And I'm kind of, and then like after we retire, I talked to him a couple of times. Then I start seeing him on Instagram. I was like, this dude is hilarious. Yeah, Spice Adams. I don't got even the remember jokes. Yeah, I didn't remember none of that when I was on the team. I was like, what was, what was I doing? I said, what was his jump shot like that? He said he was just shooting like that, like on the team over here making jokes and stuff. Mr. Biggums, I, I think that's what his name yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Something Biggums. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. But, yeah, brother, so ever, so life after the NFL, like, can you speak on that a little bit, like the stuff that you're into now? Um, Right now I'm just coaching, um, and that's about it. Just kind of. Debating whether I'm gonna go back to school and just kind of basically just trying to keep busy. You know, that's the biggest thing is when you retire, you don't realize how much free time you have, and it just kind of wow. lets you, your mind can go. You know, it's like the devil's playground when you got too much free time, so you gotta force yourself to keep busy. So, well, speaking of, you know, I'm just co- yeah, coaching, ahead, just trying to help kids. And oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Jay. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. we we want to kind of you know, have you elaborate on that because here on Spark That Talk, like Jones always says, we always talk about stuff that matters here on this yeah. podcast. And what matters in this podcast is the community. Now, yeah. you know, you you received many accolades, many awards uh, during your lifetime in football. But 
I think something so special that people don't really realize is that you got uh, an award and accomplishment and was recognized by the city of LA by Congresswoman, uh-huh. uh, Congresswoman Maxine Waters for your contribution to our youth, you know, especially to the inner city kids. So yeah. receiving an award like that and being recognized, it's nothing, it's not a small feat. It may be to a lot of people, but within the community and those that you help, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people didn't know that. Like, how? What did that mean to you? And like, what? What basically did you do in order to receive something like that? Um, I, I think the biggest thing that I was uh, well, not just me. I mean, it's a group of people, but uh, we were just able to kind of hone in on the requirements to go to college. And you know, I mainly dealt with athletes just because I was a coach. And I, I was an athlete as well, so I just kind of relate on that level. Um, but uh, it's just basically figuring out what these kids need to do to go to college, all the requirements they're going to need, and just basically mapping it out for them and helping them uh, accomplish it all. And it's just kind of, you know, a couple kids did it, and then, it, you know, it, it kind of became the cool thing, you know what I mean? And now all the kids want to do it, and all the kids want to work towards it, and all the kids are <clears throat> I want to be like this person that just went, you know what I mean? Just kind of try to build a a tradition to where these kids kind of push each other, you know? And that was the biggest thing because I'm like, look, we got, and you know, I know being a parent is not easy. So, and there's a lot of things that they're responsible for. So we just try to fill in the gaps or me and people I dealt with try to fill in the gaps where the parents maybe could, basically, you know, take the mantra of it's going to take, to make all these kids successful. So let me do my part. You know, I, obviously they don't live with me, but when you're, he's at home with you, make sure this is what he does. And when he's with me, I'm gonna make sure this is what he does. And we just kind of built this, uh, I don't even know what to call it. We just built a, a, a system to where we can try to help these kids. And it's, it's kind of been working. You know? uh, yeah, that's, been over, that's over definitely. The last, I was just been in Narbonne nine years. Okay. And over those nine years, we've only, we've gotten maybe over 60 kids to college, which is, you know, 60 inner, or I don't know what you call it, inner city, minority, whatever you want to call it, but that's 60 free educations that normally these kids wouldn't have had. Damn. I think that's that's awesome, bro. Uh, clap it up for you on that one, brother, because yeah. we Hell talk yeah. about that quite often, how in the communities we grow up in, from Long Beach to Compton, even Harbor City, areas yeah. like that, um, you know, sometimes sports is one of the main things a lot of kids lean towards because – other situations at home, they may not be as great or they're just trying to find their way to kind of dodge the shenanigans out here that we all know is heavy in the city from gang banging to selling drugs to even drug use. Exactly. So it's um it's definitely important to have people like you in the in the community in these schools helping these students because of sports like especially when I played because I went to Long Beach Jordan. And you may have played in ninth grade, but come 10th grade, you done lost half the team to the streets already. And that happens quite often because they get into the lifestyle because, for one, it's outside their front door and they leave the house. Also, like you said, a lot of parents are busy on other things. They kind of lose sight on and lose track of what their child is doing. So it's good to have coaches like you out here and other people who – a zone in on that fact because that saves lives and like you said help them get into college free rides all that yeah. kind of stuff where a lot of these kids don't come from money at all so that's definitely exactly. a good thing brother no I, you know I, I tell the kids like 
you know, I, I, I try to be an example for them as best I can. I'm not perfect, obviously, but like, look, I was in your same scenarios, your same surroundings. If I'm able to do these things, you definitely can do it, you know? And the fact that we have people from your area that have made it, that are here presenting these options to you, mm-hmm. you should run with them. You exactly. should run with them and be gone, you know? That's why I tell don't be, a lot of people are afraid to go past the 17th freeway. And I'm like, just go. There's a whole other world out there. Yeah, because you know how it is here in L.A. A lot of people don't leave a four-corner block, and that's all they know. So exactly. they tend to not exactly. see the bigger picture. And and that's that's like one of the biggest issues I think I have when it comes to the community because I don't feel like it's enough resources available to teach these the youth. Like there's bigger and better things out here besides where you live or where you grew up. And to have people who's been in the world experience things to be able to come and show them, look, I've done this. You can do it as well. And you can even do better than me. So don't think that just because of your circumstance that you don't have a chance out here. And that's all these kids really need is a little push, a little motivation to get them through. Because I'm pretty sure you done encountered a few of your athletes who's been, you know, in the balance, not knowing which way they're going to go. And maybe a word of uh, encouragement or something from you or something like that helped them make a better decision in the long run. Yes. No, I agree. I agree. And, you know, I, oh, go ahead. No, I, I say that, and that's the thing. Like, you, you groom these kids to try and be as best as they can in the community and the, just as citizens. And hopefully that it, it, it'll show its face back again when, it, when it's your turn to do this. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. I believe I believe your situation B is unique because it's like Jones was saying, man. Like these kids, they they use sports as as a as a as a get, basically as a gateway drug to get away from whatever they're experiencing in life, like all that, yeah. all that hard stuff. Like football is really not hard because it comes natural to them, but yeah. because your situation, you've been in the league, like they're striving for that, so it's easier to listen to somebody like you because you've been there. Yeah, you know what I mean, Most and mind people, you, I, you know? and mind you, I don't tell these kids about. I, I mentioned it to the league, and I tell them how fun it is, and you know how hard you got to work and all this. But you know, the league is is not guaranteed. Even if you are with the best athlete, you know, you're, right. everybody's yeah. always one injury one injury away. You know, that's how I, I got released. I got hurt, and I couldn't I couldn't pass the physical. So mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things. But you know, you can't replace the four years of free education, four to five years of free education of the experience of being on a college campus, having to deal with other people outside your neighborhood, outside your ethnicity. I mean, all these things that these kids learn at these campuses that'll propel them onto whatever they decide to do is something that they can't, they can't learn anywhere else. You know, that's just my opinion. No, I'm so glad you pushed that because I agree. I'm not saying a lot of coaches are pushing for the NFL, but I know a lot of coaches are pushing for the next level, which is college. But yeah. they haven't been in that position to actually tell them how college life is. You know what I mean? But you have. Yes. So it's cool to, like, have you break down to some of these or to a lot of these kids who are now at four years, like, how it is at first so that, you know, that becomes the goal. It's not to go play football, but it's actually to live that college life and get a degree. And, you know, I, I to myself, like, I never thought about going to the league, but I was taught at a young age, which I'm, I'm grateful for my coaches, parents, you know, those who I surrounded myself with was go to college because you should get that degree and live that college life, you know, that lifestyle to understand that getting that degree and, and mingling with other people that's outside of your ethnicity, 
you're not just surrounded by, you know, just the blacks and the Mexicans or, or the Hispanics yeah, or the Polynesians. You know, you got to branch yourself and out and understand. And that's what, exactly. And that's the thing, like, we have so much, uh, so much tension in the world. And I feel like it's because of a lack of understanding of each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I, I get along with other people, other races, because I'm understanding of their culture. And I don't, I don't judge and I don't look down on it. And that's the thing. A lot of people are unaware of others, other uh, cultures and, and ethnicities and other things to where it, it kind of becomes their scared of them as opposed to embracing it. You know? Yes. True. Living in fear is not the way. I mean, that's true. I mean, especially when you just stay in your own community, you don't know how to react to other people. And you got to learn how to talk to people and be around people because that's the only way you could really push through life and opportunity comes from that. You got to know how to interact and be cordial and respectful to other people and not always feel like someone's out to attack you, you know, and 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 don't don't get me wrong. Like I know, Mm -hmm. I know the, I mean, I know situations come up and of course you got to react when you got to react, but at the same time, do it with a, a educated, you know what I'm saying? Education, like an educated guess, educated, uh, you know, back backing of what you're actually going to do, what you're thinking. Like, just don't do it off of, you know, oh, he disrespected me. Like, no, he didn't. Like, really break down the situation and let's and go weigh out it. and weigh out the pros and cons and how you about to react because it could be life changing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know. Before we get super super deep into this uh, conversation about the youth and stuff. And the okay. community. Sorry, I'm gonna bring it back. <laughs> I'm bringing it back to football, man. No, nah, well, did you did you have a uh, on the top of your head? Do you have a favorite moment, uh, whether it be in the league or whether it be at uh, you know at, uh, at at the U of A or maybe even in high school? Did you have a favorite football moment? Um, I had some some good ones in the NFL. A couple comeback from behind victories that were uh, were pretty cool. Um. You know, I was able to play in the Super Bowl one year. That was that was a great experience. Oh, dope! Um, Who was you playing for that year? Uh, St. Louis. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say. I know the Chargers never been, so I don't even know why. I, asked. <laughs> I don't even know why. I asked. No, we had, but we had some, we had some good Charger teams. We just couldn't get over that last little hump. Just, yeah, we still in the same predicament right now. We still in the same predicament. Got a great team, and then just can't get there. But I'm praying we get there soon, because. This resurgence we about to have with this new stadium, I hope it does something to us. Oh uh, yeah, I mean it, the, the organization is great. It's just, um, you know, you just gotta get the fans behind it. But you know, like I tell people, winning cures everything. So let the Chargers start out eight and zero. I guarantee you that the stub up will be crowded, or the, right. the health whatever stadium will be crowded. <laughs> <laughs> you have you have one great story for us. One great story in the NFL. That you can't. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of you know stuff you want to keep to yourself. Oh, uh, do I have a great story? Uh, with a teammate or whatnot, you know, so you know, it's something uh, for the I people. I'm trying to think, man. I don't, uh, you put me on the spot. I can't even think of anything no. right now. Um, no, I don't have any. Nothing. So the, like, once we go off here, you can tell me. All yeah, I'm saying nothing <laughs> radio friendly. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm already knowing, like. Hey, uh, yeah, I, was gonna say. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> but yes. keep it solid. But B man, we 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 really appreciate you you tapping yes, in sir. with us, man. And you know, everybody knows Brandon as 
as as the as the football player as as the All American, you know. But we we really wanted to get and, and touch bases with you on the thing outside of football, which was yeah. getting in touch with the youth, the community, doing your due diligence. It's, it's like you you one of those guys that many football players have been doing is coming back to the community and bettering it. And you've done that on the football perspective, but you also done it with these kids, like you said, man, 60, 60 dudes getting scholarships and now they're yeah. four years, you know, and, and you blessed them with that. And, you know, I, mean, I, I ain't gonna say I blessed them, but I, I just, I laid out the plan for them and they stuck to it. So, you know, I mean, it's, 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 a, which you know, it's kind of hard, which you know, it's kind of hard. I mean, you know, in a city, oh, yeah, it's hard. all of us, it's, it's definitely like, hard. You know, we don't want to focus on that. We just want to focus on playing ball, but we can't focus on school at the same time. Like it's kind of, it's kind of hard for some of those kids, but you got them oh, to yeah. do that. So, which which is cool. You know, I know Jones is an avid Charger fan, and man, he he had two Charger players, ex Charger players, on this podcast back to back. So, yes, sir. Man, I don't know, Jones. What's up with you, bro? Hey, man, some, you know what it is. It's both gang, Raider baby. You know what time it is. It's a Raider guy. You got you talking about winning on here, though, right? You know what? I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna have to get Namdi on this podcast, man. I need him to <laughs> motivate me to continue with this one, man. Yeah, I was about to say, if we're talking about being successful, we can't talk about the Raiders. Dang, Come on, man. they get a couple you know, of wins me, and, me and then Chucky, think they the best. Will fly high, baby. Me and Chucky will fly high. I'm gonna tell you this: uh, me and Jones went to the Charger game last year. Yeah, the Charger uh, up Raiders. Up the StubHub, the StubHub. You know, and we was talking about winning and stuff. You just talked about winning, and man, that was. Yeah. It's all right. Like what, just one one loss ain't gonna ain't gonna hurt nothing, man. But the only thing about that whole game was, like I said, we gotta get resurgence with our fans out here. So anybody listening that rock with the Chargers from San Diego, y'all need to just fly on down, drive down here, whatever you gotta do. Like it doesn't make sense for me to go to a Chargers Raider game and I see nothing but black jerseys. <laughs> I was it was almost depressing, but I still was rocking my stuff, cheering and all that. I didn't care the repercussions, man. <laughs> I hope I hope all three Charger fans heard that, bro, and they they, they follow suit. You a wild dude, man. Uh, you and Hiram, you know, y'all y'all can do your thing, man. But we, B, we, we appreciate, appreciate you, man, you for, for real, tapping bro. in, man. Thank you yeah. so much. I know you're driving right now, and it's you know difficult to. I'm good. You know, I'm good. hop on and stuff, man. But uh, do you have any last words for? I know, I know, most of your messages is towards the youth, but you know, you have any, have any last words for them that they could, you know, encourage them to to do well. And, and um, you know, the, the biggest thing that I uh, I think uh, for kids and just even adults, young adults, adults my age is just uh, you gotta set goals for yourself. Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing. Um. I find myself, and I try to tell kids I work with, like, if write down things, write it down, like write down things you have. Like, I'm, I'm big on like writing down like my plans for the week or my plans for the month, stuff, stuff like that. And I feel like writing it down and uh, put it in your little log book or whatever. But just write down your goals. Always keep track of your goals. Keep that in mind because uh, you know your daily, what you do daily, is gonna affect those goals. So if your goal is I want to have a thousand yards rushing. That's your goal. Okay, cool. Well, you have this goal. You have these goals written down as something close to you. Okay, but you're you're about to go to McDonald's with all your friends and order fries and this and that. Well, is that is this gonna help 
which would help lead to your goal. Like, nah, it's not. Okay, well, that's a reminder that maybe I don't need to eat this. And now that's something small, but it's always something that you're going to be doing that's going to either help you towards your goals or take you further away from them. So I always say write down your goals and keep them near you in your wallet or just have it on your phone somewhere or something, like on the screensaver on your phone. So every time, like, okay, oh, my friends are about to roll this up and smoke this, like, uh, this this don't match with my goals. I'm, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? It's just something like that where it kind of keeps, keeps you in check as far as um, how you take care of your body mentally and physically. Um, and just it keeps you at ultimate ultimate health your ultimate health up, you know what I'm saying? So that's just the biggest thing I tell people, have goals, always always edit your goals and always uh, keep them written down and keep them close to you. So you know, whatever you do throughout that day, um, it's going to either help you get to that goal or take you further away from it. But that's for you to decide, but keep your goals near you so you'll be able to make that decision without, you know, two in the morning when you get home, be like, damn, I shouldn't have did that. But, yeah, you know, you, a long morning. You, you, you know what I'm saying? You don't have you, yeah. you don't have your goals near you to, to to remind you. Like, okay, so that's just something I I always try to do, and I always try to tell kids. It's like whatever you your goals and expectations, write it down and keep them close to you. So it's a reminder of how you need to to act when you're out and about with friends at home by yourself, whatever the case may be. Amen. Thank you, Amen. brother. I appreciate them words. I ch- I think I'm gonna start doing that myself, writing them down and just checking in on it every now and then. Cause yeah, I mean, cause the biggest thing, way. like, yeah, cause I like I'll have goals that I want to do for the year, for the month, and if I don't write it down, like a week later, I'll forget I even thought about it. It's over. You know with. what I mean? And that's just me. Like, so for a younger kid, you know, I mean, write it down, put it on your phone, like. Make it the home screen on your phone. You have like a little list, and you just kind of click the little side button and be like, "Oh, damn, this is okay." Let me, you know what I mean? It's just a little reminder to keep you focused. That's all. Thank you, thank you. So to all you youngsters listening, pay attention. It don't. As a matter of fact, it don't matter how old you are. Write your goals nah, down. Check in on them. Change them as you go. Get better and make sure you keep yourself accountable. You know that's really what that's about. Because ain't nobody else yeah. gonna keep you accountable for your own situations. If you got your. That's the thing I try to tell kids. Like, look, I'm I'm only with you from about when I like during the season when I'm coaching up at the school. I'm like, I'm only with you from twelve, probably twelve noon, till about five thirty in the evening, and then after that, I don't see you again till the next day at twelve. So I can't I can't speak for what you do when you're not there. So that's when you got to be accountable for yourself. Absolutely. So yeah, see. man. Hey, again, B, we appreciate you being on this podcast, man. Uh, on this podcast, podcast, I mean, you know, next time I see you, man, I want to hear some dirt, bro. Oh, oh, <laughs> stories. All right, I mean, shoot, that that hit home when you were talking about, you know, you gonna you kind of wish you didn't show up two a.m. the next morning, and that's yeah. what it was in college when you had a uh, when I slept in yeah. during the during the football checkups the next morning. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, but be like you know what I'm saying. Like we got yeah. You gotta you gotta hold yourself accountable, and that's it. The only thing that's gonna help you, and, and that's just me personally, is just having it written down or having somewhere where I can actually see it. And I'm like, oh, oh, damn. Let me, let me, you know, what I'm saying, check my, let me check myself real quick. So I feel it, man. Sure. Hey, uh, you be, you be safe during this pandemic, brother. 
Um, oh, you guys too, you guys as well. I'm, I, you know, I, I get so bored. I have to take my little daily drive, so I'm just driving around. I, I really have nowhere I'm going. I'm just, I'm just wrong. driving to. <laughs> for real. I just want to get some fresh air. Let the air blow on my face for a little bit, and I'm gonna sit right back in the house. That's good, I'm brother. Tell, yeah, moms, stay safe, tell moms, I miss, I miss her, man. Love her. I definitely will. Definitely. Tell will. her stop, stop. No more birthday gifts for my kids because it's all UCLA gear. <laughs> um, you know, I'm a, I'm a Trojan fan through and through, baby. So, but I do appreciate the gesture, man. So, hey, we'll catch no, up with good. you next time, brother. And again, be safe. Okay, you guys do. You guys uh, have a good rest of or a good weekend. You too. Appreciate Thank you, brother. It, Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.